0: Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones.
1: Building in faith. Let Jesus fight your adversary. He did on Calvary. He was victorious over all the powers of darkness, over the prince and power of this air. He destroyed him. See, Jesus is the one who can defeat the enemy that has declared war against us. So don't fight him in your own strength, your own wisdom. Send and allow Jesus to fight the battle. Jesus will protect you. He will protect you on the journey of life.
0: Reaching up high, with arms open wide, we see you're changing our. Often in our lives, we can feel pulled down and defeated. To whom or what do we look to when we feel defeated? Do we try to fight our battle by ourselves? In today's message, Pastor Ed will exhort us to allow Jesus to fight the battle for us. We can't fight the battle in our own strength and wisdom. Jesus already won the battle against our enemy on the cross. Look to Jesus and trust Him to be faithful to fight for us and protect us in our journey in life. When we do that, we find rest and peace in Him. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's message entitled God's Great Faithfulness.
1: Building in faith. We find ourselves in a cast position where flat on our back we can't get up. Have you ever been there? Have you ever found yourself there? Maybe through disobedience. Maybe through discouragement. Maybe through depression. But for some reason, you find yourself in a cast position. This world, the flesh, and the devil is arrayed against the believer. And we're in this battle. And there are times that we need to be restored. The Good Shepherd will come and he'll start the circulation again. He'll rub the sheep's legs. He'll turn them back up on his feet and he'll help that sheep in that cast position. There are times that you can't get up on your own but the good shepherd comes and he maybe uses someone or he creates certain circumstances or he just intervenes in your life. There are times because of our humanness, our frailty, our sinfulness, the life in this present world we find ourselves flat on our back, unable to get up. He was a preacher, a very, very prominent preacher. He said, for weeks, he didn't even open the Bible. He is a prophetic voice to our generation in many ways. His wife was struggling with cancer. He was in a terrible car accident. He felt so far from God. And at a very low point, he uttered a prayer up to God. He said, God, I don't need a rebuke. I just need to be loved. And God, at that moment, Dave Wilkerson said, reached his hands down and lifted him up and ministered to him. Even the best of us, the strongest of us, find ourselves at times in a cast position where God has to come down and just pick us up. He promises to be our guide. He will lead you in the right paths, righteous paths, that will produce the best in you and bring out the best in you. He will lead you to the place of spiritual renewal, restoration, because we are prone to wander like sheep we all turn astray. God promises to guide us. I love this passage of Scripture tucked away in the Minor Prophets. Micah says, Who is a God like you, pardoning iniquity and passing over transgressions for the remnant of his inheritance He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in steadfast love. He will again have compassion on us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot. You will cast our sins into the depths of the sea. Perhaps your sin has caught up with you. Perhaps you're just physically, emotionally at a place where you're, just are having difficulties. He promises to guide his sheep even when they're in that state to the place of restoration. So in this moment, in this time with God, let God, the good shepherd, come and restore. Maybe the flames of devotion are burning dim. Maybe your ardor for God has abated, has gone down. Let God come and rekindle your passion for spiritual things. We've looked at God's faithfulness to guide us. He promises throughout the journey he will be there to guide us in the paths of righteousness. And sometimes um, our disappointments are his guidance. We don't always recognize his gracious hand, but he's there, guiding And he promises to guide us to the places of restoration, refreshment. We need that as those on the journey. But God also promises that he will protect us. His faithfulness is seen in a myriad of ways. But I especially think of how God protects us. God is faithful to protect us on the journey. In Psalm 27, verse 5, David says, For in the day of trouble he will keep me safe in his dwelling He will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle and set me upon a rock. This psalm was written at a low point in David's life. He felt like he was being pushed down, pulled down, broken down. And at that moment, he lifts his soul up to God, knowing that God is gracious, filled with mercy. And he says, God, even at that moment... I find shelter in you, rest in you, help in you, peace in you. One of the greatest enemies you will ever fight in this battle of life is yourself. It's not without, it's within. It's not outside yourself, it's inside yourself. And you know God protects us from ourselves? Yeah. Psalm 39, verse 5. You hem me in behind and before. You have laid your hand upon me. Have you felt at times God blocking you, restraining you, confining you, redirecting you? That's God's good hand. His good hand of protection. There's a a fable about a kite. And the kite is thinking to itself. He says, if I could just get rid of that man who's holding me back, then I could fly above the clouds and kiss the stars. One day the string breaks.
0: Now at last
1: it was free to soar higher than it had ever gone before. But much to its surprise, it did not rise above its present height. In fact, it just simply came crashing down to the earth. The kite didn't realize the principle of aerodynamics. The string that was holding the kite down was also the string that was holding it up. A kite can fly above the clouds only when the man on earth has full control. Uh, God's restrictions... God's restrictions not only hold us down, they also hold us up. Oh God, I want to get rid of these commandments. God, I want to get rid of these restrictions. God, I want to get rid of all these do's and don'ts. God, I don't want to be around anybody, anybody who's gonna be judgmental. Hmm? Hello? If we're left to our own devices, we come plummeting down, crashing. Sometimes we don't know ourselves. God knows all about us. He knows what is best for us. There are times God stops you because he knows what may be all right for someone else may not be all right for you. What may work for them may not work for you now allow god to protect you from yourself god is so very gracious in that he does that he knows the best way for us but he also protects us from another enemy an enemy without who is bent on your destruction we minimize him But he is the most powerful enemy that you have. His name is Satan. In 2 Thessalonians 3.3 it says this. But the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen and protect you from who? Who? The evil one. Look at his track record. He attacked our first parents. They were in a perfect environment. They were perfect. They hadn't sinned. But yet the deceiver defeated them. Hmm. In fact, if you go into the heavenlies, angels who worshipped God and saw his glory and power, he deceived a third of them so that they rebelled against God and were cast down to earth. We're no match in ourselves to fight Satan. This master deceiver has deceived mankind for generations. We need protection. Oh, pastor, he's under our feet. Well, he is. Yes, he is. But how many churches have gone through splits? He's done a pretty good job of deceiving Christianity from the beginning of its origins. How many churches have fought over worship wars? Satan, the master worship leader of heaven, comes down to earth, and people in the church fire over this style of music, that style of music, the other style of music, and we draw up the lines as if salvation depended upon it. Satan is not a match for Jesus. He's far more than our match but he is not a match for Jesus. I I think about the game of chess. I haven't played recently but uh, years ago when I used to enjoy playing in college, uh, not on a team but just with my roommates uh, lest I get challenged. (laughs) There was a move called castling where the rook and the king would change places. And that could save the game. We need to have a move called castling at times, where Jesus changes places with us. Let Jesus fight your adversary. He did on Calvary. He was victorious over all the powers of darkness, over the prince and power of this era. He destroyed him. See, Jesus is the one who could defeat the enemy that has declared war against us. So don't fight him in your own strength, your own wisdom. Send and allow Jesus to fight the battle. Jesus will protect you. He will protect you on the journey of life. Don't jump into the boxing ring and challenge the adversary yourself. You'll be out in a moment's time. He has a knockout punch. Let Jesus fight the battle. God is faithful to guide us through the journey of life. He will guide you. He will protect you. But he'll also do something else on this journey. He'll perfect or transform you. In 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 23 to 24, it says this. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through all. Oh, how important that is in the Christian's life that we're becoming more and more holy, more and more righteous, more and more of the old life and the world is just falling off of us and more and more we're reflecting a Christ-like character. What construction work has God been doing in your life lately? Uh, he wants to, he, sh- he surely has designed that you would look more and more like a son as the journey progresses. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is what? Faithful. Faithful. He will do it. I just picked out two things and how he does it. He does it one with time. The passage of time if you are a follower of Christ is a friend, not a foe. I know physically you feel like it's a foe when you look at the mirror. But internally... It's your friend. We go from strength to strength. The scripture says in Psalm 84, that inner man, uh, listen to Proverbs 4.18. But the path of the righteous is like the light of the dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until the full day. When you first meet the patriarch Abraham, there's not much faith residing in his heart. God says, leave the earl of Chaldeas. Time passes. God has to come again and call him. Uh, Look at Abraham. God had to put him through trials and tests so that he would become the great man of faith that would become the father of the faithful. The trials made, formed, shaped his life. Uh, When he began the journey and when he ended the journey, big difference oh look at the patriarch joseph jacob when we meet him he is just a cunning deceiver robbing his brother of his birthright lying to his father deceiving his father-in-law i mean you would not want to get into a business deal with jacob But God was going to refine Jacob and change Jacob and transform Jacob. Time would be his friend. Because we see him in those last moments of his life. He's not deceiving. He's not picking the pockets of his children or friends. He's blessing. Time transformed him. To the follower of Christ, when we have our eyes set on God... Our heart fixed on our destination. A transformation is taking place with the passage of years. Joseph is boastful, telling his brothers, I saw in a dream and a vision you bowing down to me. At the end of the story, after a prison experience, after being falsely accused, after going through one trial after another, Joseph is such a beautiful picture of the heart of Jesus, of Christ. God uses time. And sometimes we look back and we say, oh, Lord, why this trial? Why this season right now in my life? I don't need to be going through this. God is faithful to transform you on the journey. And that's what's happening. God not only uses time, but as I alluded to, he used trials. In 1 Peter four nineteen, Therefore, let those who suffer according to God's will, notice you're suffering according to God's will. Please, please, I'll say it a thousand times throughout the year, have a theology of suffering and a theology of faith. It's hard to hold those in tension. We tend to want to gravitate to one or the other but if we do, we become off-balanced. There is a theology of suffering. There are times that God says, my grace is sufficient, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. There are other times that God just lifts us up out of the situation and gives us a miracle. God is still the miracle-working God, but he's also the grace-giving God. And both of those coexist in the kingdom of God. And God will use trials. Look at the text again. Therefore let those who suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to their faithful creator. Don't doubt in the darkness what God has shown you in the light. There was a story of a man. He shared and related this story. His name is Roger Simmons. Roger Simmons was in the armed services. He was in the army. Uh, A number of years ago, was May 7th, he was released. He had his backpack, he had his uniform on, and he began to hitchhike home. Car stopped, a businessman in a suit, well off, opened the door, took him to his destination. And as they were traveling to the destination... Roger shared his faith with this very astute businessman, and he was wondering, oh, is this getting through? It doesn't seem like it is. But when he had come to the destination where he was going to drop Roger off, the businessman stopped and said, I'd like to pray with you. I'd like to accept Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. And Mr. Hanover gave his life to Christ right there, accepted Jesus as his personal Lord and Savior. Roger went away rejoicing. And years passed, and Roger was going to go to the city where Mr. Hanover worked. And he decided, I'd like to visit him. I don't know what happened to him. They never kept in contact. And so he found an old business card with Hanover's work address. And he went to Chicago, went to the business, saw the secretary and said, I'd like to see Mr. Hanover. She said, well, that won't be possible. Uh, but you can see his wife. She's in the office down the hall. And uh, he went in and he saw his wife. And he said to her, I, I was wondering what happened to your husband. And, and she said, oh, he died. And he said, oh, I, I led him to Christ five years ago. And she said, when, when, when? What was the day? I remember the day. He said, I was released from the army. It was May 7th. And she started the cry. She said, for years, I had prayed for my husband's salvation. I had asked God to save him, and he hadn't... Seemed to budge, he didn't want to come to church, didn't respond to the gospel. But she said, May 7th, that day, later in that day, he died in a terrible car accident. And when he died in that car accident, I was angry, I was bitter. And for the past five years... I've not gone to church, I've not read my Bible, I've not prayed because I just felt like, God, I prayed and prayed and prayed and you never answered my prayers. Hebrews 10.23 Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. Don't judge things before their time. There are some things we will not understand until we get to the other side. There are some things we will not be able to put together until we've reached our journey's end. How often people become angry with God because they're judging from their perspective rather than counting Him faithful. He was faithful to Abraham. He was faithful to Jacob. He was faithful to Joseph. He was faithful to Moses. He was faithful to Joshua. He's been faithful to all his saints. He's not going to break a perfect record. You're in good hands when you're in God's hands. Be confident in him.
0: Well, that's all the time we have for today's edition of Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. There's more to come from this series with Pastor Edward Jones. We want to encourage you to download today's message again to review. Simply log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and select today's date from the Building in Faith media player. Again, that's buildinginfaithradio.com. Maybe today's message brought a family member or friend to mind. You can share today's message via Facebook and Twitter by simply logging on to buildinginfaithradio.com and clicking on today's date. There you'll find all the options to share. Now, we'd like to invite you to join us at Faith Assembly for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m., or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. For driving directions and more information, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and follow the link to Faith Assembly. Or feel free to give us a call at 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. You've been listening to Building in Faith with Dr. Ed Jones. We invite you to join Pastor Ed as he continues teaching through the Word of God, right here on Building in Faith.
1: Your Word restores it.